The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, hello. A slightly different intro than normally this episode. I just came back from two and a half weeks of wedding madness. And although Oscar and I are very tired, we're also over the moon. We first had our bachelor parties, which were incredible. And then we had a three-day wedding because why not? And then we had held a friend's moon instead of a honeymoon and about 50 of our guests stuck around for a week of skiing. And all in all, it was incredible. Oscar and I will record a wedding episode soon with what we learned and what the do's and don'ts are when it comes to our wedding. I will also share clips on TikTok and Instagram, so please follow at 30 and a bit podcast to keep up. All right, let's dive into today's episode where the question is, how can I create a healthy work-life balance? Today's expert is someone I like so much, and it turns out that she's even more likable in real life. We had such a good conversation about work-life balance, how to do it all with a family and a household to run, and how to stay sane at the same time. She tells us what her signs are for an unhealthy balance, uh, and of course goes deeply into how she schedules out her life to have the healthiest balance possible. We also talk about her extreme postpartum depression after having her first child, and why she thinks we need to break the taboo around it and talk about it more. I'm also always very curious about the companies my experts run, so we go into that as well. All in all, an episode worth sticking around for, so let's go. The facts and figures of today. 48% of Americans believe that they are workaholics. 72% of people looking for a job believe that work-life balance is an important factor to consider. 60% of employees believe they have a good work-life balance. But interestingly, 77% of employees have experienced burnout at least once in their current jobs. Our amazing guest today is Libby Matthews. Libby is 34 years old and from New Zealand, but has been living in America for the past six years. Libby is a naturopath and nutritionist, started a very successful company called Dose & Co, which creates collagen powders. And she has two children of six and two years old and is married to football player Michael Boxall. Welcome, Libby. Thank you so much for having me I was on. just saying um, when we were talking before we hit record that you've been on my radar for about eight years at this point because we were working, I was working at a company in New Zealand in a similar space like health and nutrition. So I'm happy that finally eight yeah. years later, we get to meet. My very first question to all my experts is how are your 30s going so far? I am absolutely loving my 30s. I feel like um, these have been the best years of my life. Definitely. I feel like all through my twenties, I like turning 30 was just the scary thought, you know, you're like 30 is so old and then you get to 30 and it's not bad at all. Now I'm 34 and I have friends that are 30 and I'm like, 
30 young, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, so I feel like our 20s are like our defining decade almost. And then our 30s is when we kind of have everything figured out. Um, well, I have it figured out a lot more than in my 20s. I feel like I was just lost and I don't know. But so far, I'm loving my 30s. What you just said is so true. I remember me being like 29, 30 and people that are only four or five years older than me calling me young. And now I'm that person. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to hate it. I know. Like my Yes. And I feel like and people now in their 40s are like, 40 is yes. the new 30. So I don't know. I feel like getting older just isn't as scary as as I thought it would be. I love that. Um, the You were 29 <laughs> when you had your first child. And you afterwards yes. had extreme postpartum depression. And I read about this in an interview. You're pretty open about this. Um, and you also moved to America in the middle of that with a six-month-old. Can you tell us a little bit how those those months were and like starting your thirties with that? We were living in Johannesburg before uh, my husband was there for work. And then we moved to Minnesota when my daughter was six months old and I had the worst postpartum depression. Um, and it was something that I didn't even know existed. It's just something even now I feel like it's just not spoken about much and when you become a mother, it's just not something that you're really told about. Um, I knew about the baby blues, which you can get for, you know, when you get home from the hospital and you feel super emotional, but postpartum depression was just something else. Like I feel like for months and months and months, or maybe even like over a year, I was just every single day, like crying or on the verge of tears, or I just like couldn't enjoy being a mother um and I don't know if that stems from like moving to a new country and you know moving to America was just scary at the time um my husband's always away for work so it was just kind of me at home with the baby um I didn't know anyone I didn't have family support so I think that was also a big factor um maybe also I had like quite a traumatic birth with my daughter so I feel like I would always have these like intrusive thoughts about something happening to my daughter. Like every day, you know, would go for a walk and I'm like, what if a car drives into us? Or what if my daughter doesn't wake up? Or what if she choked? I just, every day I was just like in the state of fear. I feel like I did everything, um, you know, for everything that I could do as well. I was, you know, eating healthy. I was taking vitamins. I was exercising. I cut out alcohol because I was like, that's, you know, that's what I studied. I was like, this is going to help with my mental health. I just need to do this. You know, maybe I need to exercise more. Um, and honestly, it, it didn't actually do much. I felt like it was just getting worse. So I think one night when I was like, you know, up in the middle of the night, I Googled, you know, had, have a, have like a six month old 12 month old baby I'm crying all the time because I was like what like what is wrong with me and then that is when so many articles came up about postpartum depression and I was like okay well I didn't even know what this is but this is definitely what I have wow. so I told my husband I was like you need to book me in to see a doctor because you know this I am just not feeling good at all um and I went and saw a doctor and I think straight away he probably looked at me and was like 
I, I was just so pale and like thin and just didn't look great. Like looking back at photos now, I was like, yeah, I was sick. You know, I went on medication and that definitely helped. It's such a almost like taboo subject. I feel mm. like mothers are quite like embarrassed about like I felt embarrassed because I was like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I be happy like every other mother that just had a baby like why don't I feel good yeah so it's just something that's like not spoken about much and I guess like mothers are you know feel ashamed so they don't talk about it much but it's definitely something that needs to be discussed so much more because it is so common I think any mother who has um you know, any symptoms so should definitely go talk to, you know, a doctor or the midwife or yeah. therapist or someone because it definitely does get better. Yeah. So seek help is your advice. Don't try to fix this yourself. Yeah, I feel like for so long I was putting it off. I was like, I can fix this myself. And I feel like maybe a lot of people probably can, but that's what put me off having a second baby because I was like, I don't want to feel like that again after having a baby. And I didn't, I felt so great after having my son. I think I had, you know, really good support. I think with the second child as well, you are kind of a lot more relaxed. Um, and I had a really good birth experience. So I feel like the second time around, I'm just so much happier and, you know, loving being a mother. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> We're talking about work-life balance today because um, I feel like you're doing you're doing your best to make it happen. Um, there's probably moments where you're also yeah. overwhelmed. You're a working mom, but I feel like you're you're working really hard at at trying to make it work. So I would love to learn more about that. First question is: How do you notice when your work-life balance is getting unhealthy? I like I lose motivation, I stop exercising, I'll find excuses to not go to the gym or, um, you know, not go for a walk, not go for a run. When I'm eating bad, because I usually eat pretty healthy, if I'm feeling like crap, I will, you know, go get some fast food or eat chocolate or, you know, have a drink. Um, so I feel like those are kind of the first signs I get when I have a poor work-life balance. Um, also, like when I'm feeling unmotivated, I would just keep putting things off. I'll say I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> and how has your work-life balance changed since having children? So I feel like since um, I've had children, I fit so much more into my day. <laughs> like looking back before I had kids, like I don't know what I did all day. <laughs> I swear, like I like now I wake up at. 6.30, sometimes six o'clock without an alarm. Before kids, I never, like I would wake up, you know, eight o'clock would be when I wake up. So now I'm just like, I have to be up early because my daughter is, you know, up for school. I, as soon as I'm up, I just have to like make sure that I'm getting everything done before she gets home from school. So I just feel like, yeah, since becoming a mother, like you just kind of learn to fit so much more into your into your week do you try to not work when uh your daughter gets back from school school in america so she, her bus picks her up at 7 a.m which is actually really early Whoa. and then yeah so she's up at 6 30 every morning which is pretty early wow. um and then her 
bus drops her off at 3 p.m. every day. So I, when she was at daycare, you know, she was home around 5 p.m. So now she's home at 3 p.m. And I have to make sure that I have like most things done just because now she's older, she's a lot more kind of aware. She's like, why are you on your phone? Like, why are you on your laptop? You know, she wants to play. So I definitely feel guilty as soon as she's gone in the morning I'm up you know exercising and then starting work straight away and just like cramming everything into my day before she gets home wow I cannot believe they have such long days there from seven to three is exhausting especially in winter because the sun doesn't rise till late so they're gonna school every day when it's um when it's dark and then they get home and it's dark that as well. is so rough <laughs> um yeah. you just mentioned checking your uh phone and and laptop when your daughter's around what are the new rules around that since having children i just have to make sure that i'm just like completely cutting down my screen time and that was actually something i found quite hard to do just because these days we're so connected to everything like you know we take work home with us you know, we're getting work emails on the weekend or work calls. Um, and because we always have our phones on us, we just, we see it and we're like, okay, I have to reply to this or I have to take this call or this is urgent. I need to get this done. Um, so that's been something that I've like really had to try to kind of, um, disconnect from. And so in the weekends, I, I don't answer, you know, work emails, um, work messages. I just like leave it. I used to feel so bad. I'm like, I have to get back to this person. And now I make sure I don't, (laughs) I'm just like, this can wait until Monday. And I think in the evenings as well, um, I just have my laptop closed because I used to constantly have my laptop open you know, your emails, you'd hear your email come through and you'd reply to it. And now I just have to know that I can't do that. I have to be a lot more present for my kids and for my and husband. Do you work from home? How do you create yes. that separation of getting your brain into work mode and then out of it again? This is something I definitely still struggle with because, because, oh, because I have my son home um, most days with me. It's so it's very hard. Um, you know, if you're working from home and then he wants something and you're in the middle of an email and then you have to play with him and you're like, what was I even writing an email about? I just have to ensure that I start working early and then I have everything finished by the time my daughter gets home and I just have to make it work. So we, my son's not in daycare yet. We actually just, um, hired like, a amazing nanny that just helps, about 10 hours a week. And that has been life changing for me. I can, you know, get work done without having a little one like climbing on me. Um, that's definitely something I'm still working How do you on. make sure you make time for yourself? And what do you like to do in those moments? So I feel like this is, can be tough sometimes just because my husband is so, like, he was just away for about six weeks. So during that time, I didn't really have any kind of time to myself um, because, you know, I'm up early, the kids are up early. And then when they go to sleep, by that time, I like tidy the house and then I go to sleep. So I just have to, when he's away, I just kind of have to accept that I'm not going to get much, you know, alone time. When he's back, um, 
it's definitely much easier to manage. So I will, I have a personal trainer twice a week, which I'm super lucky to have. And I can, you know, go and work out by myself and, and do something for myself and exercise. So I'm feeling good. Um, or even little things like this sounds like lame, but even just like driving (laughs) to get a coffee, um, by myself and, putting my favorite music on and turning it up loud and just sitting in my car and drinking a coffee by myself is such a treat. <laughs> like it seems so small, but like when you become a mother, it's just like you will take 30 minutes of just sitting in the car by yourself. Um, or, you know, sometimes I would just like book in to get my nails done or something like the that. The coffee bit is so true. I at one point kind of was deciding like, is it worth the money getting a takeout coffee quite often, like a couple times a week? It's a lot of money if, if you um, yeah. look at, for, at the end of the month. But it brings me so much joy that I was like, no, like the 30 minutes that I'm walking there with my dog, getting the coffee, and I love the taste of coffee. So I really savor it and I enjoy it so much. I'm like, no, this is actually worth the couple euros a day. Um, I know, like I usually make coffee at home and it, yeah, it is so nice, like going and get, getting a coffee that's made well and just like sitting there with your airpods and like listening to music listening to a podcast it is it is a great I'm so with you (laughs) um you're talking about exercise and having a PT what uh, what kind of exercise helps for you so I love doing like strength training I'll do that with my trainer twice a week when it's warm weather here I am out every single day like I feel like you would know this when you've been through like a you know a super cold winter as soon as it gets warm you just like you have to be outside in the sun your body is just almost craving the vitamin d so when it's warm weather here I every day will be outside walking and just listening to music Um, I find that so therapeutic when it's winter here it's just like so unmotivating it's cold you can't go outside um, there's just snow and, and ice everywhere. So I will try and, you know, go on the treadmill a couple of times a week and run, which I really don't like, but <laughs> I force my, I force myself to do it. But my favorite exercises. Because is I don't even think we uh, clarify this. We just said that you moved to America, but you live in Minnesota, which is six months yeah. of cold and darkness a year. I know it's, it's one of the coldest states. Like when I found out we we're moving here, especially coming from <laughs> South Africa, where it's just like every day is the most beautiful weather. It's warm. And then we're moving here. I had never even been to the snow before. And I think the year we moved here, it was one of the coldest winters. It got down to minus 50. And <laughs> Celsius. I, yeah, Celsius. Yes. Um, I remember it was like colder than in Antarctica I was like what did I give myself what did I get myself into but you know my husband's here for work it's just it is you also it is. mentioned that um you keep a very healthy diet and that slips as soon as you don't mm-hmm. have a have a healthy work-life balance how do you keep a healthy balance or a healthy diet during uh the busy times so one thing my husband and I will always do, usually on like a Sunday, we plan our weeks out, our meals out for the week ahead. Um, and this makes 
a huge difference, but we'll plan our dinners out. So we'll just make sure we've got all the food ready um, so it's there. We don't have to, you know, realize we're going to cook dinner and we've got nothing there. So planning our meals out um, definitely helps and making sure we have the fridge and the pantry stocked up with healthy food. Um, the like the good thing about America, the good and bad. So the good thing is there's it has everything here. So if you want to go and pick up like a salad or something healthy, it, there's something close. Like there's so many options here, but at the same time, America also has so much bad food and it's everywhere. So if you wanna, you know, feel if you wanna get a burger or something unhealthy, it's mm-hmm. so easy to. Um so I just have to make sure that I'm I'm organized and I have, you know, the right food at home. <laughs> Every time I go to the States, um, I was there in December. I keep forgetting how big the portions are and on how and uh, how unhealthy meals Huge. can get. And it takes me yeah. about a week to uh, to acclim- uh, to adjust every single time. I just won't learn. <laughs> I know it's insane. Um it is insane because it's just nowhere else in no. the world is like this, I feel. And like you, you go up for dinner and the portion sizes are huge. And there's just so much fast yeah. food everywhere. Like in New Zealand, there's only, I mean, there's still a lot, but in America, it's just, it's mm. everywhere. Even like you go to the pharmacy and there's just aisles and aisles of candy, you know, um, Coca-Cola, just all this unhealthy food in pharmacy which I still find super weird it is so weird you're <laughs> totally right it is everywhere even in pharmacies yeah it's yeah. so easy to slip and then yeah especially when you're busy it is. it's so easy to go get that burger or instead of wanting to cook for half an hour you go to the drive through because you pass it anyway yeah. but so meal prepping is key yeah. for you it's key yeah I just make sure, yeah, I've got all the vegetables and then we'll go to the supermarket and buy like all the protein we need. But I also love, I actually love cooking. So that's another thing. If I'm not feeling great, I won't cook and I will just, you know, pick up a pizza or something. So, um, yeah, making sure I'm organized is, is key. Um, what would you suggest other women do to keep a healthy work-life balance? scheduling the week ahead is huge that's just made such a big difference for me I feel like I I've only just started doing that I'm like why didn't I start doing this earlier but you know planning your week ahead and making sure you know with your partner that you're on the same page with everything especially when you've got kids it's so important to have everything written down so you know every day like oh we've got this today um our daughter's got gymnastics today so we need to make sure you know, one of us is home and, and organizing that. So um, schedule, scheduling your week, I think also asking for help. That is something that a lot of women don't like doing, myself included. Um, and asking for help is, it just makes all the difference <laughs> instead of just saying, I can do this myself. You know, sometimes it is good to have someone come in, you know, a few hours a week to just help out with the kids or, um you know, something like that. I think also learning to say no. Again, this is something that I'm not good at and I'm I'm learning to do a lot more. Women just a lot of women I just don't like saying no to things. And I, I feel like I'm always I'm such a people pleaser. I'm always just saying yes. And I think 
we need to learn to say no and turn down like work things if we can't do it or social things if we can't do it. And that definitely helps with um, work-life balance. I think also learning to take breaks, (laughs) Um, learning to take breaks and taking time out you know, each week, or if you can take out an hour out of each day to just do something for yourself. Again, if you just want to drive and get a coffee or, you know, once a week go and get, um, you know, if you want to go get your nails done or something that just helps so much mentally and kind of helps. Like for me, it just, I feel more balanced when I've just had time you're gonna love the episode with Vanessa Loader in uh this season it's all about saying no and taking breaks like just choosing yourself even if it's just 10 minutes sitting on the couch and doing nothing or drinking a cup of tea just do that it's so important and also how to say no I think there's a lot of sort of guilt and shame attached to saying no yes and maybe even admitting that you cannot make something work like an assessment or an assignment with work or even a social activity, but it's so important to say no, to not feel overwhelmed all the time. Absolutely. So you just spoke about also like making sure with your husband that everything is written down and and scheduled out. Um, How do you usually take care of the household and your children when your husband's there? Because there's weeks on end where it's just on your shoulders, as you mentioned before. How does it kind of go when you are both around? So we, again, we just like schedule everything um, and just, you know, we share our, like our iPhone calendar, we have it synced so that we can put everything in. And we also have it, you know, a calendar on the fridge and we have everything written down so he can write down when he's not home. Um, I can write down when I have work things due and when I, you know, need half a day to work and he needs to have the kids. I think just making sure that you're on the same page about everything and communicating. Um, Communication is key. And again, that is something that I, it's taken me a long time to kind of um, do in my relationship. I felt like I just would, I'll be like, I can just get this done by myself. I'm not going to say anything. Or if I got annoyed at him, I just, I wouldn't say anything and I'll just, you know, like bottle it up. So I think, communicating with your partner and writing everything down and just making sure you're on the same page about everything, setting, you know, an hour aside at the beginning of the week or on like a Sunday evening to go over everything um, that needs to be done. Um, I think that really, really helps. And also, you know, having time, making sure that you're having time to do something together, whether that's going on like a coffee date or something. Also a really good point. Yeah, doing something together instead of just being in that rat race of family life all the time. Very good point. So imagine someone's listening to this conversation and is realizing that they would want their partner to do more and they want to start that conversation like, hey, how can we balance things in the household a little bit better? How would you suggest someone starting that conversation? I think, Jess, I think sitting an hour aside or even 30 minutes aside with your partner saying, hey, let's just sit down for 30 minutes and just go over, um, you know, the week ahead and just writing everything down, communicating everything that needs to be done just to make sure that, 
you're on the same page. And I think that kind of just like opens up the conversation. And so, yeah, I think just 20 or 30 minutes is all you need with your partner to kind of, you know, help with scheduling and the week ahead. I also love that uh, earlier you mentioned that you have a shared Google calendar. That is also a lifesaver in our relationship. We yes. would not function without our shared calendar. It is. It's so, if, if couples don't have it, they need to get it because it is yes. life changing. <laughs> totally. It's like, if you don't have it, what are you doing? That is step number one. Yes. All right. I yes. love this. Um, talk about the healthy, um, Work-life balance, I think there is a lot of great takeaways from it. I would love to talk about Dose & Co a little bit more because I would love to hear what inspired you to start it and kind of what the company looks like now. How big is it? Where is everyone based? Yeah, so Dose & Co, I, what inspired me was when I had my daughter six years ago, I had the worst postpartum um, hair loss my hair was so thin and it was falling out in clumps and you know I would try to avoid even brushing my hair because I would brush it and just hair would be falling out in the shower my hair would be falling out and I tried every supplement um, to stop my hair from falling out and just nothing really seemed to work and then a friend suggested that I try collagen and I was like mm, I don't know I mean, I'm going to try it, but I don't know about this. So I tried it and it was a lifesaver. It stopped my hair from falling out. Not only that, but it helped my hair health. It just looks so much better. Um, it helped my skin. It helped my nails. Um, it helped my joints. So that's what inspired me. I was like, wow, like this supplement is amazing. And all women should be taking this. Um, it just made such a huge difference to my life. So at the time... There was some other collagen brands that were really expensive and, you know, for a small tub, they were, you know, around a hundred dollars. And to me, it just didn't seem, I was like, this is a supplement that so many women can benefit from. It doesn't seem right to have it being sold for such a high price. So that's what inspired me. I was like, I'm going to bring out my own range of collagen powders and have them super affordable um, and super accessible for all women. And so I also wanted, you know, there were these other brands and the collagen was in plastic tubs. And again, I was like, I just, I want a collagen brand that's plastic free, that's in these, um, you know, paper tubs. And yeah, that's how Dawson Co. started. So just over four, four years ago now. Amazing. And how fast um, after using it? Because you take it daily, right? Yes. How fast do you see results? Some people see results, like not with their hair. Hair definitely takes a lot longer, but people will message us and they've been on it for one week, two weeks. And they're like, my skin has cleared up, my eczema's cleared up, or my nail strength is so much um my nails are so much harder. So some people do get results, you know, within a couple of weeks. I think with hair, it definitely takes a, a lot longer. Um, might take, you know, one to two months. And how big is the team now? Because um, there are also people in New Zealand, aren't there? Yeah, so the office is actually based in Sydney. Um, and the amazing marketing girls are in Sydney. And there's um, 
also some people that are based in Auckland, New Zealand. Because then even with the whole work-life balance, going back to that, having a team on very different Mm -hmm. time zones than you is so challenging. Yes. um, Especially with the Sydney time, time zone, it's like, about eight hours behind Minnesota. Um, I Luckily, I don't have to go on as many calls and meetings anymore because I was finding it was hard, you know, being on, having a work call, like in the evenings when I've got two kids to look after. Um, It is challenging, but luckily the New Zealand-Australia time zone is very similar. Oh, that's amazing. That's nice. And I read that Khloe Kardashian is an investor in your company because she was such a big fan, right? Yes. Um, So that was actually crazy. We sent some collagen to Khloe because we knew that she loved taking collagen and we thought, oh, we probably want her back. It's Khloe Kardashian, you know. Um, and she actually reached out to us because she absolutely loved the product. And so that's, I guess, how the partnership started. With that's her. amazing. Very happy to hear that. <laughs> Definitely, listeners, go check it out. Um, it is a great company and um, yeah, a good product. You can read a lot about it on the on the website as well, even the science behind it. So if you want to learn more about it, definitely go onto the website. And then my final question to every expert is, if you could give the listeners one takeaway from this episode, what would it be? I think one takeaway from this episode after talking about motherhood and work-life balance and being in your 30s is probably as women, um, recognizing our self-value. I think women are looking after the household where, you know, getting pregnant, having babies, raising children, um, look after our kids and looking after the financials and the healthcare. And we're just doing so many things. And I think, um, you know, we need to celebrate and applaud what we do and um, give ourselves a lot more credit because we definitely don't as women. And I think also learning to take a break Another thing I I need to take my advice on, but, you know, (laughs) learning to take a break, asking for help and also reaching out for help. You know, a lot of mothers don't reach out for help and reaching out for help is life changing for our Amazing. Those are such good takeaways. Thank you for sharing. Um, Where can people find you? What's your Instagram handle and website? So my Instagram is Libby Boxel and my, the Dawson Co. website is Thank you so much for being here. I loved speaking to you. Finally meeting you after all these years. I know. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for helping and thank you for um, giving all your great advice. Thank you so much for having me. And hopefully, I'm not sure if I'll come to Minnesota. We'll have to meet somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll meet in California. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please give this podcast a five star review. This really helps with growing and reaching a bigger audience. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at 30 and a bit podcast, and we will be back next week.